This is the High Hopes Podcast. High Hopes. It's a bunch of baseball nerds talking about the Philadelphia Phillies on Radio.com and Sports Radio 94 WIP. Yo! It is a sad day. Yeah. At the High Hopes Podcast. That yo was for you, Gabe. Mm. The yo was for all right. So first and foremost, sad because thanks a lot, Phillies, for not announcing this yesterday when we were recording. Anyway, the it's, worst. It's not the worst. No, seriously, the worst. We are uh, at the studio at nine o'clock at night recording because thanks, Phillies. Yeah, that is good thing I, was, I wasn't here long enough today. <laughs> oh, buddy, <laughs> what a day! Yeah, uh, uh, poor Gaber. Honestly, like. I can't believe it's over. It's it was it's been it's only been two years. I it feels, it feels like, like it's been longer. Yes, and like the Jay Gruden era in Washington felt shorter than the Gabe Kapler. It's era. crazy, <laughs> and it was noticeably longer. I, I um, look, I said it yesterday when we recorded that at this point, after making him go through it, somehow the Phillies found a way to take a manager who, and obviously we were higher than most, but. A manager who, for the most part, for the majority of his tenure here in Philadelphia, was not well-liked, to put it nicely. Mm. They found a way to make him sympathetic, man. We got calls at the station today, and it was people being like, oh, I'm sad. I feel bad for Gabe. I was expecting victory laps. I was expecting all the, oh, thank God to save the team, get rid of this guy. Somehow, the Phillies found a way to fire Gabe Kapler, and it still not work out for them perception-wise. It's unbelievable, Jack. <laughs> it's unbelievable. If they fired him after last Sunday, it would have been like, oh, cool. if they fired him in June, the city would have rejoiced. If they had fired him in September, the city would have rejoiced. If they had fired him the day after the season, the city would have rejoiced. Nope. Not their style. <laughs> I they, feel terrible for him. They Poor may, guy. They may get to a point where it's like, just make a decision. Like, no one cares anymore. No one cares anymore. No one cares anymore. So, Gabe Kapler's gone. Um, and I am weirdly, I'm weirdly excited to see what an older, older school-ish manager will do. I, sure. I don't love the idea of an old school manager. Obviously, like, I think progressively when it comes to baseball, and mm. I don't love it. But I just think there's a, and I've said this many times, and I, I, it bears true. Like, I think this team would respond better to an older school manager. I agree. And there's a the, the, the thing I keep coming back to is this video from spring training where Bryce Harper is sitting down with Larry Boa, and he goes, "Larry, there's only two managers I wanted to play for growing up. It was you and Lou Pinella." <laughs> and it's because he's got a type. He wants <laughs> he wants that fiery. Like guy they can kind of adult in the room, look up to, and for as nice of a guy as Gabe was, and I think Gabe's gonna be a good manager. I think Gabe is smart, and I would like the Phillies to bring him back as a as a minor league instructor, coordinator, or something like that. I want I would like them to keep Gabe Kapler around because I think he's smart. If and, and likely he wouldn't want to do that is the unless issue, but... unless he doesn't if he doesn't get the Giants job, right. I could see it. Well, obviously, if he gets the Giants job, he's Gone. No, obviously. Yeah. But the giant job is probably the only thing holding him back unless Dave Roberts gets fired. Who he probably should be fired. I mean, bringing Joe Kelly out, for, I mean, bringing him in in the first place was Put, putting Kershaw back unbelievable. out there. Unbelievable. Putting Kershaw back out there, then bringing Joe Kelly out in the first place, it works 
and then you bring him out for another inning. Uh, Joe Kelly's still pitching. You might not know that right now, but he's still out on the mound laboring. It was unbelievable. Joe Kelly stinks. Yeah. <laughs> but I that's I can't stand Joe Kelly. Neither here nor there. To your point, um, look, I I agree with the general idea that this team coming off a guy like Gabe, who for all of his good qualities, was not a kick you in the butt type of manager, was not someone who, as we know, is gonna call players out, is gonna have accountability publicly for the team. And you're right. I think that sometimes, and we saw it with with going from Larry Boa to Charlie Manuel. Well, we saw and that's going the reverse from is my point. Well, we saw it going Trancona. And then to Manuel, that sometimes you just need the opposite type of guy. You just need someone in there who's different, who brings a different voice, different mentality. And like you said, for a team that, it's not that this team is like super young. They're young, but it's that the leaders of the team are guys who are A, young, like Bryce Harper to be the leader of a franchise at 27 years old, 26 years old. That's, you know, you're young for that. But there are also guys who don't have a ton of experience in these roles in big spots. So there is, an, and McCutcheon, we saw the leadership void when he went down. Like, it mattered. And we said it was going to matter, and it totally mattered. I am with it's you. It kind of sucks that it mattered. It's unbelievable. It shouldn't matter. We saved the time. We said they can't recover from it, and people thought we were crazy. But it should, it should not have mattered. Agreed. It should not have mattered well, as much as That's an indictment of Matt Clentak, but I'm sure we'll get to that more. But I do think that... <laughs> I do think that... Um, you know, when you look at um, the, you totally threw my train of thought off. That's how messed up I am right now because Jack just did something that I can't repeat, but he definitely just made me laugh while I'm looking at him here. This is what you get for me coming to the studio and looking at you. That wouldn't have happened. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, the point just is, I do think I do think a Showalter or someone like that. I think this this team needs someone who commands respect yes. the moment he walks in the room, and and that just sadly wasn't Gabe. And hey, maybe it's another first time manager, right? It could be another first-time manager. Alex Cora demands respects. Sure. Carlos Beltran. I was literally about to say Carlos Beltran. Beltran would demand respect. Abanias took himself out of managerial yeah, things, so he's not going to come here. Um, uh, Phil Nevin's a guy that that demands respect. Those kind of guys. Like here, the weirdest part about Gabe was that he played the big leagues for 14 years. He was a gritty baseball player, but he was just not a baseball guy. It's unbelievable. He wasn't. And he I know how, I know that sounds crazy, but I'm just like you just know a baseball guy yep. when you see a baseball guy. And he is just he was just not a, and 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 I think I don't think we made a big enough deal about it at the time. Certain people did, but I don't think we did enough was when the curveball machine thing happened mm-hmm. and Bryce laughed. Yep. That's how I like I think they liked Gabe. But there's a difference between being a players manager and just being like, yeah, one of that's the, just the Gabe one of being the guys Gabe. Yeah, that's too. just Gabe being Gabe. And and I think if I think after the season, Real Real Muto made those comments, right? Like they like Gabe, but I think if John Milton <laughs> flew to go meet with JT Real Muto and he had a one-on-one sit-down conversation, I think if JT Real Muto was being honest, it would have been like, listen, great guy, liked being around him, but. Like we need a leader. Leader. We need a boss. Yes. We need a clubhouse. Like we need someone who who demands our respect. Who there's accountability. Who it shouldn't be on JT Romuto to tell guys what to do or to tell guys to focus on what they need to focus on. Like you need someone who they're going to listen to. And Gabe just didn't. It seems didn't hold them accountable in that way enough. Neither publicly or privately, it appears. Right. So it's interesting. I, I'm excited to see what a, a, what they're going to do. It feels. I think. I think the Phillies are their perfect scenario. They hire Girardi. I just I don't. Agree. I don't think Girardi's coming. I don't either. 
I think he's I think he's taking the Mets job. Yeah. And I think I think Madden's taking the Angels job. I agree. And I think we're getting Buck Showalter or Dusty Baker. Yeah, Buck Buck makes a lot of sense because Dusty obviously knows McPhail well. Buck knows well, so both. Does, yeah. Well, that was my point. Buck even more so because he knows Clentag as well. So. Buck just makes a lot of sense. There's been so much smoke there. You know, it just feels like it's the the right type of situation for a guy like that. But um, I, I, look, I'm with you. I do think it'll help. I think it matters. And I think that this particular group of guys need someone. But it is, look, it's a shame. It is a shame the way this played out. I think that, look, you know I've talked a lot about that. I do think that Gabe's, the way he comes up in public, like to your point about the curveball machine and stuff, there were just so many times where you know you were in too many clubhouses to not know that there were guys in that locker room rolling their eyes saying, dude, like, come on, man. Like, really? Really? So and I, that was mostly everyone's And, like, look, I think this – Gabe's a smart guy. I think this could be a real learning lesson for him wherever he goes next, that he learns that, hey, I need to be a little more accountable. I need to be a little more um, – Tough at times. It's almost like he made his bed and he couldn't get out of it. Yeah. Look, even when last year, Andy McPhail, who, you know, we all know how we feel about Andy McPhail. Uh, I really trust that guy. Yeah. The the actual worst. Um, But McPhail, at the end of last season, point blank said, hey, this guy's got to be more honest. He can't be this rah-rah thing when he's doing this post-game stuff, when he's talking to the media. He has to be more real. And Gabe couldn't do it. He just couldn't. Do it. He still had to come out and talk about how hard they fought after a 7-1 loss or this or that or whatever. And at a certain point, especially when you're not winning games, it wears really thin. Sometimes we fought too hard. (laughs) (laughs) I believe in this group of guys. Um, And if I'm being honest, I I do think that we're going to see a bump in wins next year if if a show Walter comes in. I think we're going to see a small bump. Like, I... I think Show Walter's going to come in. For, it just feels like Show Walter's going to be the guy. I'm not saying it. No, but we we're, we use him as a proxy because I agree. I think if I were betting money on it, I would bet on Show Walter. Yeah, and it just thinks it just seems like they want a guy for two to three years and and kind of write the ship and then bring in a new guy after him to kind of take him over the top. The weird part is, is that like, what is his what is it? Buck Showalter really going to do? Like, he's not going to listen to what Klintzak has to say. Right. Like, he's just going to come in and be Buck Showalter, and he's going to make... Like, Buck is... is is He likes analytics. Yeah, he's open but he, to them. Here's He questions analytics. Yeah. So... But you know what? With this group, with Klintzak and stuff, with them going... Still being there, like I want someone to yeah. question their analytics. It's probably a good idea to it's question. It's a good idea to not just do what they say automatically, which I think... It was another issue with Gabe, and it's not Gabe's fault, but he was just in a situation where they hired him. He was their guy. He had no power over them. To be the yes, man. Yeah, exactly. Whereas, and again, I think that's what's so interesting in to John Middleton's statement where Matt Klentak is going (laughs) to lead the search for the new manager. It's like that was the most obvious of all time thing that was said to not neuter his GM in public when we all know. That John Middleton will be the person who is picking the next manager. Period. That's what's happening. John Middleton. Well, look, th- let's put it this way: no manager is getting hired without John Middleton being the the guy who says. So. Yeah, but the, the, you don't think Gabe was the same kind of way? Though? No, but I my point is, I think there'll be it's. It, John Middleton is not just going to say, "Okay, Matt, you want this guy? Let's sign this guy." He's going to say, "No, I want one of these guys. I want someone with experience." I bet you the the managerial experience thing that's come out. You know, it's Morosi said it. Other people have said they want a guy with managerial experience. That's from Middleton. That is from Middleton. Matt Clintick doesn't want a guy with. He doesn't want someone who comes in with cachet, with power, with clout. 
that that goes against him, especially when it's you know not someone who he's is his like hire his handpicked guy whatever he's being told get someone with experience and, and inherently that person who has experience is going to come in with more clout than Matt Klentak. Well, here's the thing, is that. I mean, I would trust Matt Klentak to make another managerial decision. He's already one for one. <laughs> he hired a good manager. Mm-hmm. He did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he did. He hired a good manager. Part of hiring a good manager is, is knowing a guy and how they will, will work in a city and knowing how, like, knowing the city, knowing this fan base. Oh, I think oh well, what, the, you, you, you think this, this team knows anything about the city? The people that no, run, that's they, my they problem. Don't nothing. Exactly. Again, that's what we hear every time Matt Klintak talks to us, where he talks down to us, talks yeah. arrogantly, yeah. like, you don't know, I know, and then, of course, if we don't, we don't guy over there. <laughs> I mean, no, I don't think they have any idea what this I mean, fan base wants from Andy them. McPhail, when he said, if we don't, we don't, he was just talking about the chefs. <laughs> he wasn't talking about the baseball team. So, but hey, if we don't get the new burgers, we don't it's get the new burgers. fine. <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> what does he do here? Why is he here? I just don't get why he's here. I yeah. I don't get why Andy McPhail's there. What is the point of Andy McPhail? What is the point? I'm why can't you. we just bring in? Why can't we just bring in Hyam to be the freaking president? Preaching the choir, man. I don't get what. Why are they here? Well, that, I, look. Why are they still here? Why is Andy McPhail still have a job? Yeah. I don't have an Listen, answer. Love, there is no answer. James, here's what I want. Because James, John Middleton doesn't know what he's doing. That's the only answer I got. James, to you, to the rest of the High Hopes listeners, I want you and everyone out there to find someone that loves you as much as John Middleton loves <laughs> Andy McPhail and Matt Klenzak. It's a love story. Yeah. It's a love story with, with a, a, a flawed lover. It's a horrible, sad It's a bad story. story. It's a horrible story. Hallmark wouldn't even pick up this story. No. <laughs> so, all right. So let, let's let's drill down on some things. Okay. Okay. Quickly, before we move on from it, sum up the Gabe Kapler are in 30 seconds. Uh, sum up the Gabe Kapler are in 30 mm-hmm. seconds. Many takes. Um, a lot of drops. I like that idea. I love it. So many drops, just so many drops. Uh, just I love, I just love angering a certain part of the population of the city. And Gabe did a good. And job Gabe of that. did a really, really good job of that. Um, I thought I agreed with most of his managerial decisions. Um, ultimately, ultimately, there is in my gut. September collapses were a lot on. Yeah, it. it's an issue. I mean, look. They were objectively awful mm-hmm. in back-to-back September's when under Gabe When the games matter the most. And I just don't, I don't think that's going to happen under Buck. Yeah. Well, again, it goes back to accountability. I can't believe we're waxing politically about, about Buck Showalter. Buck Showalter. It's what has happened to I'm this podcast. I'm excited about seeing what a Buck what Showalter is ha- That's do. how beaten down we it's are. It's crazy. I know. I don't, like, I just, I just want, I honestly, for me, and I'm younger than you, obviously, you're yes. nearly in your 50s, <laughs> I have not been around like I just I love learning new things, right? Uh-huh. About sports. Sure. I love adding it to my encyclopedia or whatever, my brain encyclopedia. <laughs> yes. Sure. sure. Let's go with that. And <laughs> sounds smart. For someone so I'm young, I've only really experienced like Gabe was the first guy I was like day to day following, seeing what I like, mm-hmm. seeing what I don't like, and whatnot. And I fell into the same trap with Chip, 
where it was like, this guy's just a genius. Everyone's yep. going to love him, right? Sure. And then now I, the case study of Doug Peterson and what I think actually works. You know, what I, what I want to look for in the future when it comes to like the future takes, right? So I'm, I, for myself, I'm curious to see how an older school baseball guy will work with this team. Because in my gut, I think it's going to work well. And in my gut, Gabe was a bad medi- fit. A medium part of the reason as to why this he was a clicked. bad fit. Like he they was were, not the main reason. He was not close to the main reason that this thing didn't work. But but he's not he's not completely blameless. Exactly, and he's a it, I, I, look again perception fan. What the fans want, like that, should not dictate what baseball teams do. But practically speaking, he was a bad fit for this city. Right, he just was from the beginning. Yeah, and I think I think people. And I think my generation is guilty of this. I think we're just too quick to think old school doesn't work anymore. Mm-hmm. And I think we're just too quick to just completely dump on it and think there's no shot. No shot's ever going to work or whatever. I just want to see if it'll work. I, like, I know people are going to listen to this and be like, oh, they're Buck Showalter apologists or whatever. Like, they just want, I just want to, for me, it's more about seeing if it'll work. I don't think he's going to destroy the team. I think it would. I think he's going to be a good thing. And I, I am behind an older school manager coming in here. Yeah, look, now, but- anal- now, front office-wise, I want all the new school. Yeah. I want all that. And I, I don't wanna, want any want, old school. Yeah, I want new people. Right. Dave too. Dombrowski, no. I would no. I would rather not be here. But like And then again, there's a difference between an old school manager who wants nothing to do with new school ways and an old school manager who is at least open like to social. New like yeah. social we, exactly. we both do not want to touch. It's our social. last choice. Like I Again, would rather root for another yes, team. I would rather Ruben tomorrow come here and be our manager. Probably. I mean, sure. At that point, you Mr. know, Mister, what's OBP? Sure, yeah, sure. But uh, yeah, I'm with you. Uh, look, I I think that, and again, in this specific case, coming off this specific guy, I just think that look, that stuff matters. These guys are human beings in the locker room. Like, I think that they will respond to someone who comes in with some. Again, like, yeah, I think it matters. I think it really matters in this case, in this specific case. And and again, I do think they need someone who's going to be a little tougher with them, like not let people get away with what they got away with. And baseball players want respect. They, like, they, yes, and they want discipline. And like, they want to they, trust a guy leading their leading the cause. Of course. So I, I, I think it's going to be a positive on this clubhouse. Okay, next question. <laughs> Is, do you believe that... If the Phillies struggle again this year, it will be Matt Klintak's last shot. Yes, unequivocally. Okay, I think he. I think he's gone. He's hundred percent gone if they don't make the playoffs. Okay, I agree with that. I at that point he would only have one year left. On his it's contract. a really tough kind of spot here because I, you know, you want him to make the playoffs, you want him for the team, but like God, I want that guy gone. I will not root against them, but I definitely want him gone. Oh, definitely want him gone. Definitely want to go on. All right, so let's let's a little more on the managerial search. We both think, Buck. Who are some other names like that you wouldn't be shocked it if it were? And give me a dark horse name other than Beltre. Um, I mean, I just I think it's going to come down to I think it's gonna, they want a guy with experience that's done it before, right? I think, I so think, the obvious ones are Buck, Baker, Girardi, Madden. Those are the four guys who are on the market right now looking for jobs openly, and I, I've social, I suppose. You know, is, is well, Matt Klintak will never. No, and I'm just saying he fills the qualification right. of, of it. Yeah. No, but I, 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 I just think I think Buck's the guy. Given the the mutual interest thing the other day, maybe that's why it took so long. Buck mm-hmm. really wants to get back in. Yep. The Phillies seem like a logical fit. I mean, if you're looking at the other teams, why would he go the Royals? The Mets don't seem very interested. Um, 
Padres. Padres, he doesn't. Buck yeah. Oh, although many, many Machado. They got some talent there, and apparently Manny Machado went to the organization and said, give him an interview. So Padres, Maybe I would completely rule out. He just seems like an East Coast guy. I he I mean he's always been one. He's always been now one. give me now give me the Buck Show alter because you grew up with him. Mm-hmm. Ninety five. Yes. Disaster. No. So that like that's the thing is is he got that team ready. It's a very similar type of thing. They went from a guy Buck Show alter who's fiery was even more fiery back then, like attitude type of manager, and they went to Tory, who was like the most laid back manager in the history of the game, just like sat back and let them do their thing and made sure no one lost their minds. Like, he was... It, I do think that's a perfect example of Showalter kind of got them right on the precipice and they needed to make that change to get over the hump, and that's what they did. Right. This seems like what Showalter does. Yeah, he's um, like a get teams in the right spot. So, like, the Yankees, manager. but, like, wasn't there something in the in the, in the the 95 game against well, the Mariners where he had the, his all-star closer just left him on the bench and brought in some yes. guy? And he, that's what he does? Yes. So, just here, just... just don't, oh, we don't have, have an all-star closer. I was trying to say, we don't have anyone in the bullpen anyway. Yeah, it was good. can't mess so, it up. It's perfect. fine. Yeah. Perfect scenario. <laughs> Go for it. So then he did that, right? Then he goes to the Diamondbacks, yep. an expansion team, and has them winning 100 games in 98, mm-hmm. like 98, 99. Yep. And right. then that team ultimately gets over the hump with Bob Brenly. Right. He was a horrible manager. <laughs> Unbelievable. The guy's never managed again. Think about it. He won a World Series with Diamondbacks. He's never managed again. That has to say something, yeah. right? I mean, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, and he did he did uh, uh, walk Barry Bonds to the bases loaded. He sure did. Buck Showalter. How about that, um, Buck? And then he went to, was that when he went Baltimore. to the Orioles? Yep. So, okay, he just had the whole yep. long time off, mm-hmm. and now he's probably going to be the Phillies manager. Look, it seems like the most likely name, and again, there are so many connections there. He knows McPhail, he knows Clentac, he knows Middleton, apparently, so it makes sense. And, and the, just the fact that that name has seemed to be like kind of ubiquitous with the Phillies' coverage since the managerial weight search thing yeah. has begun. That's the name that keeps coming up. Right. So so honestly, I never I never lied to the high hopes. We listeners. know that. Never lied to the high hopes listeners. Yeah. I've been here since ten. Yes. And I've uh, been here since eleven. And I haven't really like I plan on going home tonight and getting into some managerial guys besides I like Buck. this. Okay, so we'll, well so the next pod if they like, have not sign somebody I, I feel like if it's quick it's Buck. If yeah. it's gonna be very quick it'll be Buck. Otherwise they'll interview people and kind of go through the process. Right. Like I just like uh, Josh, I know, Josh Bard is the Yankees guy that's been linked. Uh Phil Nevin, I have seen this mm-hmm. out there. Um I haven't done my managerial deep dives yet okay. because I've only been here looking up Gabe Kapler cuts to play <laughs> on the afternoon show. So I was a bit I was a bit busy today. That's fair. We'll um, accept it. So I I have not I will be more prepared for the Gabe Kapler uh replacement next time. I just in my I think it's going to be Buck Showalter. Yeah. I do too. I, I really do. I know Dusty there's been a lot of smoke there and, and Beltran would be cool. But I think Beltran would be really cool. A Moneyball guy or you know like got really into uh, Astro Ball if you read that. Yeah. It, yeah. He really interested in analytics, someone bilingual like all that type of stuff. Um Garner's and a ton of respect. Always seen as a real leader on the teams he was on, a very successful player obviously from in terms of winning baseball games as a player. So, yeah, it'd be really interesting. I just again, I I think that you know, sometimes, and we learn this with the whole Bryce Harper thing, where sometimes some of the, the stuff you hear is just not true, blatantly. But the them wanting a manager with experience thing just feels real. To me. Well, that's what Middleton. You can just see him yep. being like, "I it need it." It just feels real. It feels right. And maybe that's what maybe that's what the players have said. To Absolutely, him. and maybe that's what they need. Again, maybe that's what this group of guys needs. So before everyone in Philly's land in the younger crowd just immediately craps all over Buck Schalter, all I ask is is for people to give it a chance. Yeah. See how it goes. Yeah. 
And I don't think Buck's like, is he that hated? I mean, like, Dusty Baker, I, no, like, Dusty like, Baker is. Like, I mean, Sosha is. Sosha's way more. Baker's not great in terms of, like, the analytics crowd and what people right. think of him. I feel like Showalter is the best of that group of guys. Right. Well, Madden, but. No, no, I'm not including. Madden and Girardi are, are separate things. Right. Like, they're way more highly thought of in terms of that community. Right. I'm saying, I'm saying, of, like, the three old school guys, like, really old school guys we're talking about, I would say it would go Buck, Baker, and Sosha last in terms yeah. of how they would rank those guys. Dead last. Dead, like way <laughs> last in the back. Yeah. God. God. Uh, don't hire Mike Sosha. Anyone but Sosha. Uh, literally. Anyone but Sosha. Seriously. Well, and Freddie Gonzalez, who is interested in the oh, job. Oh, God. Yeah. That was the funniest tweet I've ever seen it's in like, my thanks, life. Thanks, Freddie. Cool. Nightingale comes out of nowhere. With, yeah, Freddie Gonzalez is interested in managing the Phillies. Lives close. Cool. Thanks. <laughs> Jack Fritz, interested in being the pitching coach. Lives close. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I mean, Freddie Gonzalez. Like, what, 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 did he text Bob Nightingale? Yeah. Hey, yes, Bob. I'm sure he did. Bob. They were, interested. Yes. Interested. He's in media, Freddie. Probably knows some people now. I'm interested in the, in the Phil's job there. Bob, put Me that too. out there. Bob, can you put that out there? Yeah. Bob, Bob Nightingale, friend of the pod. So maybe we can get Bob to put it out there for us. That Radio, we're Radio.com well. Com insider, Bob Nightingale. That's true. Look at you. All right. <sighs> Company man. It's late at night. Gabe Kapler's gone. It's over, Jack. Gabe's guys, there are no more Gabe's guys, or Gabe's guys are going to have to migrate. Until he gets his new job. Yeah. All right, final thought. I wonder, I wonder where he's going to go. Probably nowhere at first, I would think. Yeah. I think, do you, all right, so do you think Gabe Kapler manages again in the major leagues? Yes. I do too, actually. I think he's going to have the Giants job. He might. Wouldn't, and, oh, wouldn't Far that on be? hired him. I would love that, just in terms of like a little like F you. To all the like true Gabe haters, the ones who just never gave him a chance from the jump and never were going to, like if he got hired immediately, yeah, that would be hilarious. a nice little like jab. Yeah, it'd be awesome. Be good. Um, I I think my final thought, and I think it's important, and I hope that John Middleton is listening. Just because, um, an analytics-minded manager did not work out, does not mean they should go away completely from analytics. Like I'm the one thing I'm terrified of is that John Middleton saw the analytics stuff and was like, "Oh, I don't want this." And he he talked to he talks to a player that said they use analytics too much. I guess that's what Jim Salisbury wrote up. Um, here's the thing: it's not that the Phillies use analytics too much; they use them wrongly. Yep, the Phillies are not using the numbers, the analytics, all that stuff. They're not using it properly. Analytics are not the problem. The people that are applying the analytics and, and sending the analytics to the baseball people are the problem. Matt Clentech is the problem. The analytics department is the problem. Analytics are not the problem. If you're telling me, like, if they go away from analytics oh my God. and they move away, I am going to lose my mind. If you are looking at the teams that are still alive in the playoffs yep. and you're telling me, you know what? No, let's get away from that. Just just sell the team. I I am not interested in rooting for a baseball team that is going the opposite way of what all the good smart teams, big market teams are doing. Cosign. I'm terrified. I'm Co-sign. terrified of it. I'm terrified that John Middleton is like, analytics, that didn't work. Let's bring back uh, let's, let's go let's go old school. Uh, you can have a blend if you want like I I think the best manager in baseball blended. Do not go away from it at all. To be more into it, <laughs> yes. Invest more. 
Yes. And that's everything in Blair Development. But yes, we agree. I I couldn't say anything better myself. That is absolutely perfect. A hundred percent agree. Even though don't even screw this up. Even though Buckshot Walter is old school. Yeah. Right. He is open to analytics. He is. He he just he just questions it. And I think it's it's important to ask questions. Well, again, especially with this group and their analytics, there's no question about right. that. So while I don't mind the idea of an old school guy coming in and kind of shaping the clubhouse and whatever, do not go away from what wins. Okay, it's all I'm asking. I am with you. Uh, my final thought: uh, I will uh, give a shout out to Johnny Heller on Twitter. He's a great Twitter follow. Oh, of course, people should follow at Johnny Heller on Twitter. He put this out a few days ago, and just to to rub it in there with the Matt Clentak thing. In 2019, the Phillies paid a combined $61 million to Jake Arrieta, David Robertson, Pat Neshek, Tommy Hunter, and Juan Nicasio. $61 million. The Rays paid $63 million for their entire roster. Oh, God. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't want Clentac? You don't want Kyan Bloom instead of Clentac? Really? Really? Oh, that was awful. I know. What an awful way to end this podcast. I had to. Knowing that we have to keep him for one more year. Uh, well, hopefully Buck can save us. <laughs> Shout out to Buck. Garrett um, Cole can save us. That's who can save us. Oh, speaking of Garrett, yeah, dominating again in That's an elimination game. That's who can game. save us. Sign Garrett Cole, John Middleton, and then we could start to think about forgiving you. How about that? Think about it. Yeah, I think that's fair. Well, think that's about our it. new thing. John, if you sign Garrett Cole, we will consider <laughs> forgiving you. You're still not Jack. That's a far way away again. If you hire Hiam, we will call you Jack. Well, obviously, I will. Dude, whatever you want. If you are, I am Bloom. Yeah. Change your name to whatever you want. <laughs> All right. Uh, rate and review the pod. It makes him happy. Oh, shout out to Neighbor Dan, who I just saw the other day for a uh, first time in a while. It's fun to see Neighbor Dan. Always Huge fan of the pod. Always good to see Neighbor Dan. It is. Never met so, Neighbor Dan. Shout out to Neighbor Dan. <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm tired, Jack. Oh, I'm super tired. I am so emotionally I've been here too mentally long. Me too. So let's get out of here. We'll talk to you next week. He spreads himself to We'll see you later.